0: Hi, I'm Angelisa McCreary, and you're listening to the Daily Rhythms podcast on Anchor FM. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome to Daily Rhythms. I'm your host, Vic Hunter. And let me tell you, I'm very cold-natured, so I'm standing here in my studio with my hat on. That's how cold it is. Just thought you'd like to know. Anyway, uh, we are in part two of the discipline of abiding. So glad you could join me today. As cold as it is. In the last episode, we looked at the first five verses of John chapter 15, where Jesus introduces this concept of abiding. He describes himself as the true vine, making his disciples, that is, you and me, the branches that are connected to that vine. Our connection to the vine indicates that we are intimately connected to Jesus Christ, and as such, bear much fruit for him. God the Father cultivates the vine so that it will bear even more fruit. And that's what he does with us so that's a summary of what we've talked about previously Uh, if you haven't already I suggest you go back and listen to part one to get more detail we concluded last time um, talking about this idea of the one flesh relationship between a husband and wife And how this kind of relationship relates to the relationship of abiding with Jesus. It's what abiding is all about. As we talked about last time, uh, Jesus' desire is that we be one with him in the same manner. It is the only way we can bear fruit. Bearing fruit for God is what this relationship with Jesus is is all about but we can't do it alone right we must be connected to the vine because as jesus says in verse five without him we can do nothing so let's read the 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 rest of our text um, verses six through eleven jesus says if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. In verse 6, the consequences are pretty dire for those who don't abide in the vine. And I wish I could soften the blow here for myself as well as anybody else, but these are the very words of Jesus. He says very clearly, if anyone does not abide in me, He is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Sounds pretty major, doesn't it? Let's put this on a practical level. Now, I'm not a gardener by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, you won't be able to talk to anybody who says, hey, Vic Hunter is a gardener. Wouldn't be true. Um, and and I'm I'm probably gonna get myself in trouble uh, with those of you whose thumbs are greener than mine, but uh, bear with me. So they tell me that when you plant something, let's say tomatoes or tomatoes, however you wish, you expect tomatoes to come up, not weeds. If you don't plant a healthy crop of tomatoes. I am assuming that you're not going to let the unhealthy plants stay in the midst of the healthy plants. Something has to be done with the unhealthy tomato plants, right? They have to be separated. They have to be thrown out, if you will. So that's the idea here. God the Father is the one who prunes, and he is also the one who casts the non-bearing fruit, into the trash heap, and they are burned with fire. Now, most scholars uh, take this to refer to the judgment uh, that is placed on those in the kingdom of God who are not bearing fruit. Judas is often used as an example of one who did not bear fruit for God uh, in John chapter 13 and came to a very tragic end that if we just stop there, we're liable to think that God is being unjust and unfair. So let's not stop there. Let's read verse 7. Jesus says, conversely, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. God's divine judgment is followed up by God's divine promise. When God's kids are intimately connected to him, he blesses them. And folks, God loves to bless his kids. Not only that, but verse 8 says that God is glorified when we bear fruit. You want to know how to glorify God? Bear fruit. It's all about his glory anyway, not mine. If it were about my glory, then it would be about me being a good, kind, and decent human being. But that's not what it's all about. It's shining the light on God's glory. What does Jesus say in Matthew 5.16? Let your light shine before others. Why? so that they may see your good works. And do what? Give God glory. Give uh, glory to your Father in heaven. So God is glorified when we bear precious fruit for him. This is also proof that you are a follower of Christ, as is indicated by the latter part of the verse. Now, in uh, verses 9 and 10, Jesus says something that ties all of this together. Let's read these two verses, shall we? Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments And abide in his love. There is this deep connection of relationship between Jesus and the Father, and Jesus is inviting his followers, you and me, into that holy relationship. This is the ultimate promise of abiding, the opportunity to participate in this close, intimate relationship. Of the Father and the Son. The verse ten indicates that this is conditional. Jesus plainly states that we abide in His love by keeping His commandments, and He makes the correlation of how He abides with the Father by obeying His commandments. Jesus is not asking us to do something He has not already done. He's paid the way. He concludes this section by encouraging us with the joy that comes from abiding in him. It is a joy like no other. It goes beyond some giddy happiness. It is the kind of joy that is not dependent on circumstances, but being in union with Christ. Now, I've known people, and I'm sure you have too, uh, who have had debilitating diseases. But because they were strongly connected to the vine, Jesus Christ, could experience inexpressible joy. This joy cannot be explained, right? It has to be experienced. Jesus promises that abiding in him can bring about such joy. Before we conclude, um, I want to take us back to this matter of bearing fruit. The question might be asked, what kind of fruit should we bear for God? What does this uh, fruit bearing look like in our everyday lives? According to Galatians 5, there are two types of fruit. The fruit which comes from walking in the flesh and the fruit that comes from walking in the Spirit. Starting at verse 19 of Galatians 5, Paul describes the first type of fruit. He says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. And he says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, obviously, such behavior is an example of a branch not connected to the vine and Paul's statement in verse 21 that such persons will not inherit the kingdom of God could harken back to what Jesus says in John 15 about these branches that are tossed aside and thrown into the fire this is pretty strong language folks And if I were writing this, I might be tempted to soften the tone a bit to make it more palatable to my readers. But Jesus and Paul have chosen not to do this. And that just as well. Uh, We often need such hard language to provoke us to uh, acts of righteousness. So that's the fruit of walking in the flesh. But there's good news ahead. Here's the fruit of walking in the Spirit, starting at verse uh, 22. Paul says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, And he says, against such things there is no law. If we were honest, this is the type of fruit we long to bear. It's the kind of fruit which results in abiding in the vine. It's the kind of fruit that results in bringing glory to God. It's the only way. I pray that this episode has been encouraging to you. Let's close with prayer. Father, we recognize you as the true vine, and we are the branches. We also recognize that as long as we are connected to you, Lord, we will bear much fruit for you and for your glory. And and that is our desire, Father. We want to bear fruit for you. So help us to do just that, Father. Help us to... Follow the dictates of the Holy Spirit and not the dictates of our flesh, so that we might bear much fruit for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today, and as always, please remember to like, follow, and share. God's blessing to you all as you abide in the true vine of Jesus Christ.